0: Guys, I have cost myself so much in life based on ego. Ego used to be a huge struggle of mine. I used to buy things just to to impress other people that heck, I didn't even necessarily want them after I got them home. Welcome everybody, this is For the Love of Money, where we are making you unapologetic about your pursuit of success by sharing the tools tips, and stories of those who have already made it. My name is Chris Harder, and each week I will bring you incredible guests in order to prove that when good people make good money, they do great things. Hey, everybody, welcome back to another amazing episode of For the Love of Money. It is another Money Monday. And today, when we're talking about your money, we're gonna be talking about the three financial traps to avoid. I'll bet you might have heard of one or two of these, definitely not all three of these. And I guarantee at some point in your life, maybe even right now, you have fallen victim or are falling victim to one of these three financial traps. Now, both Lori and I have found ourselves victim to all three of these financial traps in the past and have found ways to recognize them and then of course, uh, break through them. And that is my goal for you, is I want to share them with you so that you can first recognize these three financial traps to avoid. And then of course, break through them. And I'll make sure that I give you ways to do both. Recognize it and break through it. So number one is this. You must stop trading easy money for big money. Now, listen, if your number one priority in life is just plain old-fashioned security and consistency, then this one might not be for you. But if you're listening to this show, I'm guessing that is not necessarily you. I'm guessing you have some really big dreams or you wouldn't be listening to a show that wants you to be more unapologetic about your pursuit of wealth, knowing that when you make good money, you're going to be able to do great things for others, right? And so it's time to stop trading easy money for big money. This is one of the most common ones I see. Matter of fact, Here's kind of how I hear it all the time from a number of you uh, out there who are listeners. You say something like, oh, I'd love to be doing blank, but I have to wait until and then you fill in that blank. I'm not gonna hear like, oh my gosh, I'd love to start my own business, but I have to wait until the kids are out of school because I got to keep working right now or oh, I would love to uh, be able to move out to California or out to Arizona or to you know the place of my dreams up in the mountains, but I need to wait until I make X, y, and Z, or I need to wait until we do you know accomplish this thing. Guys, I know it feels secure to have the salary or to have this, the little bit of savings that you're holding on to, and I know that sometimes, you know leaving the salary or, or investing that savings feels scary. But my question for you is, how secure is it really? How secure is that salary? How secure is that job? How secure is that smaller savings? And when I say smaller, everyone has a different version of smaller, right? But really, I don't care how much you're talking here, 10 grand, 20 grand, 50 grand, 100 grand. Just how secure is it in a big emergency or a massive down year? It's not. So when you ask yourself that question, you realize you are holding on for dear life to something that is really close to mediocrity in exchange for not going after your dreams. And that is a slow and painful death, my friends. Let me share a really quick story with you. Lori could have held on to the consistent income, which was multiple seven figures from her fitness brand and her self-development brand. But she knew she was destined for bigger things. She knew she had a role in life to go out and accomplish bigger, th- bigger things. She knew that she wanted to challenge herself to be more happy. And she knew that she wanted to make an absurd amount of money by building an awesome company and selling it. And so she walked away from the multiple seven figures from her fitness programs, and from her self-development programs and walked right into the brand new unfamiliar world, startup world, starting up her alcohol brand, Light Pink. I remember when she came to me and she said, Hey, listen, I want to give up this income. I'm not as happy. I'm not as fulfilled. I've got bigger things on the horizon. My first reaction was probably what you're having. No, that's easy money. No, we worked so hard to get it. No, it's so consistent. No, we built this lifestyle around it. But then I quickly reminded, like, took my own medicine. You got to stop trading easy money for big money. And that's what Lori did when she started pursuing this alcohol uh, company. And she is crushing it. I'm so proud of her. And she is on such an incredible trajectory. Matter of fact, go check it out. Lightpink.com. L-I-T-E, pink.com. It's going to launch pretty soon. Anyhow, the reason I tell you the story is so that you can ask yourself. If you're not happy, or if you haven't been on track to hit your big dreams for the past three years, five years, 10 years, 20 years, whatever then what's going to change if you don't take some risk? Instead, ask yourself this, what's the worst that can happen? Like Lori and I asked ourselves that, what's the worst that can happen? She walks away from some some significant money. Well, either I make up some of that income, or we start eating into a lot of our savings, or we go absolutely belly up by starting this company, and we have to start over. But what's the worst that can happen? We start over together, holding hands on our walks with our dog, which is one of the most important things anyways. So when you ask yourself, what's the worst that can happen? You realize it's never as bad as your scary story building mind will make it out to be. So financial trap number one to avoid, stop trading easy money for big money. The second financial trap to avoid is this, the up-leveling trap. The up-leveling trap. This one sneaks up on you, especially because you're doing the right thing when it does. Here's what I mean. We're taught and I teach all the time to keep up-leveling your tribe. This doesn't mean replace people unless they're toxic. It means keep adding new up-leveled members to your tribe so that it lifts your financial expectations, your capabilities, people who have already been there, done that, people who are making more than you so that you start thinking bigger because you see it's actually possible. And it's true. You need to keep up-leveling your tribe. But the problem is this. If you do it well, and if you do it quickly, it can actually cause massive comparison because you too are a driven person. And massive comparison is painful. It causes inadequacy. Thus, it can actually end up ruining your swagger, ruining your confidence, ruining your momentum that you have, and actually hampering your mission to keep expanding. So the great irony is here you are trying to expand by up-leveling your tribe, and you realize, oh my gosh, they're doing this, they're doing that, and I'm nowhere near that. And all of a sudden, you feel like you haven't done anything at all, and it stops your momentum. I've been there. I feel that because I do a great job of up-leveling my tribe. And so I'm always hanging around people that are nine-figure earners, or I'm always hanging around people that are selling big companies, or I'm hanging around people that have you know, millions and millions and millions of listeners on their podcast every single year. And there's many times that I compare myself saying, dang it, why aren't either of that there yet? Dang it, why, um, is, you know, what am I doing wrong? But the answer here is this. If you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't, then you must do it anyways and keep up-leveling because there's nothing more dangerous than staying where you're at today if you are unhappy and unsatisfied with it. But here's the second part of the answer. Be hyper-conscious about how you feel. Recognize those feelings. Take note of those feelings. And then ask yourself the honest question about your new tribe that you just brought in about where they're at in their journey. Have they been doing it longer? Are they five years down the road from you? Or this is the one I get a kick out of. I do this sometimes and I know many of you do. Are you saying, oh my gosh, why have they done X, Y, and Z and I haven't? And you haven't even like taken a turn towards doing X, Y, and Z yet? So here they are. They built the company. They sold the company. And you're saying, dang it, why haven't, haven't I built and sold a company yet? When you actually haven't even started the type of company that you would sell. It's hilarious, right? But we all do it to ourselves. So... Be hyper-conscious about how you feel. Take note of where your new tribe is at in their journey and make sure you're comparing where you're at in your journey to where they were in their journey, not where they are right now in their journey that's further down the road. And here's a pro tip. Get a really good coach to maintain an outside perspective looking in because you can't always see reality when you are in the feelings, when you're in it. But you can definitely um, receive the outside perspective looking in from a really good coach. So that's one of the best ways for you to keep up leveling your tribe. Matter of fact, the coach themselves would be a part of you up leveling your tribe. And for to have something, to have somebody who can look in on you and say, hey, I understand you feel this way, but you need to realize that you're not at this same part in the journey that, of, of the person that you're comparing to. So the up leveling trap is, is the second trap to avoid. The third one is this. The ego trap. I've said it a hundred times. I've said it for years. And that is ego is your greatest overhead. Ego is your greatest overhead. It'll cost you more in life than anything else. It'll cause you to to buy something like a big home before you're ready. It'll cause you to buy things to impress people that you actually don't really care about. It'll it'll cause you to speak up when you shouldn't, because you want to be seen. It'll cause you to not speak up when you should because you're afraid of what people might say if you say the wrong thing. Ego will cause you to burn bridges, ruining financial partnerships and and opportunities. Guys, the list goes on and on of what your ego will do to cost you money. It'll even cause you to stop seeking growth because you're like, hey, look at me, I'm doing awesome. I'm killing it, I'm crushing it. had a couple good years. Yeah, I don't need to go to those events anymore. Yeah, I don't need a coach anymore. Yeah, I don't need a mastermind anymore. And it'll cause you to stop seeking growth. And all of a sudden you wake up, you say, oh my God, what happened? Guys, I have cost myself so much in life based on ego. Ego used to be a huge struggle of mine. I used to buy things just to to impress other people that, heck, I didn't even necessarily want them after I got them home. But what did that cause back then when I did that? When When good investment opportunities would come my way, I was not able to say yes to them which kept me stuck. It was like a self-fulfilling you know, prophecy operating from ego. It kept me stuck because even though I had great opportunities come my way, I couldn't afford to invest in them because I was spending money on dumb things before I was ready. So whether it's you speaking up when you shouldn't or whether it's you buying things that you shouldn't, ego is your greatest overhead and it'll cost you more money than any traditionally bad financial decision ever will. Guys, those are the three financial traps to avoid. Trading easy money for big money, The up-leveling trap of comparison and the ego trap. Those three traps will sneak up on you and they will bite you before you even know it. But now that you're aware of them, you can assess yourself. Hey, am I falling victim to these these things? And if I am, then you know what to do. If you love training like this, guys, I've got a lot more free training around money and your money mindset. What you should do with your money. Go grab it. It's free at fortheloveofmoney.com forward slash free. Again, fortheloveofmoney.com forward slash free. And in the meantime, you remember what they say. When good people like you make good money, they do great things. Avoid these traps. Let's build a great net worth together and let's get out there and do great things. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. And if you loved this episode and know of someone else who is as successful as they are generous, please pass them on to me.